0: Today's show is sponsored by Okta, the leading independent identity solution. Okta provides best-in-class authorization so your customers and workforce can safely access what they need most right when they need it from anywhere. Organizations around the world trust Okta's Identity Cloud to sign in, authorize, and manage users, whether it's employees, contractors, partners, or customers. And with Okta's developer tools, you'll never have to build authentication again. Our customizable code blocks are flexible and future-proof, with easy-to-use APIs and SDKs, so you can do less coding and more shipping. Okta is dedicated to building the most reliable, neutral identity platform because it means protecting more than a login. Identity is protecting people, their ideas, their work, their brilliance. It's protecting your future with confidence. Learn more at Okta.com. That's O K ta.com Cloudcast Media presents from the massive studios in Raleigh, North Carolina. This is the Cloudcast with Aaron Delb and Brian Gracely, bringing you the best of cloud computing from around the world.
1: Good morning, good evening wherever you are and welcome back to the Cloudcast. We are coming to you live from the massive Cloudcast studios here in Raleigh, North Carolina hope everybody is doing well as we move into the second half of 2021. Hard to believe the year's gone by so fast. Uh, For those of you living in the United States, uh, happy Fourth of July. Happy Independence Day. For our good friend Christian Riley, happy Second Place Day. And uh, for all the rest of you, hope you are uh, beginning to enjoy July. Hope uh, things are going well for you. Hope you're taking care of yourself, maybe getting a little bit of vacation. Um, Today on the Sunday's Perspective Show, we're going to talk about You know, when really amazing things happen, we're going to talk about when something that, you know, you thought never was going to happen um, and something amazing sort of comes out of that. And I I sort of got motivated by a couple of things. Uh, There were a couple of big tech announcements that we'll get into in the second half of the show, but there was also, uh, you know, an announcement that was made. And and for those of you that don't live in the United States or maybe don't follow sports, this won't make any sense to you whatsoever. But uh, if you do uh, live in the States or you follow sports uh, and you follow, Collegiate sports, so kids who are in college playing sports at that level, uh, you know, for literally a hundred plus years. Um, they were you know asked to play and had no opportunities to make any money for themselves, so no matter how famous they were, no matter you know how much of a scholarship or lack of scholarship they got, they weren't able to make any money for themselves and you know for a lot of kids, they were really famous and they missed out on opportunities to make money um, you know in some cases, they were struggling financially and they could have done some things on the side to make money, a job or something and finally, after a hundred years of pushing, after a hundred plus years of of people saying, "Hey, we should take care of people better." Um, you know, they, some laws were passed and they're called name, image, and likeness or NIL. And these allow kids to now go off and make money. You know, they, they have opportunities just like everybody else. So, you know, I I take myself, for example, you know, I have a regular day job, but there's also opportunities, um, that allow you to, you know, if you want to, uh, make some money on a, on a side thing, you could be building a project, you could be doing a podcast, you could be volunteering, you could be doing a lot of different things. And, you know, in our world of technology, you're not restricted by those things. Yes, there may be some rules and guidelines about uh, conflict of interest, but you know it's amazing sometimes when for years and years you think something never ever going to happen and then boom all of a sudden you know pressure happens and boom something happens um, and so I want to use these two amazing technology announcements that came out this last week to sort of talk about what happens when you know for years decades literally you know uh, generations go by in which something that everybody wants to happen or everybody thinks would be really important to happen or fair to happen. Just all of a sudden comes out of the blue and happens. So we're going to talk about that and those two amazing announcements right after the break. Today's show is sponsored by CloudZero. For software-driven companies focused on growing margins, CloudZero is the only cloud cost intelligence platform that puts engineering in control by connecting technical decisions to business results. By analyzing cloud services like AWS and Snowflake, CloudZero provides real-time cost insights that help you maximize margins. Engineering teams can answer critical questions like Who are my most expensive customers? How much does this specific feature cost our business? What's the cost impact of re-architecting this application? With cost anomaly alerts via Slack, product-specific data views, and granular engineering context that makes it easy to investigate any cost, CloudZero is your complete cloud cost intelligence platform, connecting the dots between high-level trends and individual line items. Join companies like Drift, Rabbit7, and SeatGeek by visiting cloudzero.com slash cloudcast to get started today. That's cloudzero.com slash cloudcast. Today's show is brought to you by CBT Nuggets. You know how much we value ongoing education on the cloudcast. And CBT Nuggets is exactly what Aaron and I wish we had when we were trying to get our certification early in our careers. CBT Nuggets is all about bringing a personalized touch to learning about cloud computing, virtualization, networking, DevOps, and much, much more. Whether it's their hands-on labs with personalized coaching or the online chat functions that come up with every instructor-led course, CBT Nuggets team of experts is always there to help you get the most from your training and your PASA certification. You can check it all out at cbtnuggets.com cloudcast and sign up for a free trial. You get access to the full catalog of great training, including virtual labs, quizzes, and other premium features completely free for the first seven days. That's cbtnuggets.com slash cloudcast. And we're back. Good to be back with all of you on a Sunday Perspective show, and as we always do with the Sunday Perspective show, we always try and take something that's you know going on uh, real time, sort of in our industry, a topic that's being talked about a lot, or maybe a couple of topics that being talked about a lot, and kind of put some perspective around them. And today we thought we would do that. And the first thing I, th- I thought I would start off with before we dive into these two incredible, amazing technological advancements announcements that came out this week is to put them into some context. Um, you know, I mentioned a few shows ago about uh, Grace Lee's theorem that, you know, there really are maybe 1% of new ideas are really amazing, unique new ideas. And the other 99% are really just, you know, we have more bandwidth and more CPU power at a lower price than we ever had before. And, you know, sometimes when that happens, uh, you know, amazing new breakthroughs come through, but they're really only, they're advancements of ideas that previously happened before. And, you know, I was reading up as I was doing some homework for this show, and I came across something called Clark's Three Laws. I never knew these were really laws. I'd always heard this phrase kicked around. And the phrase is, this is the third law from Mr. Clark, uh, that any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And I thought that was kind of pretty cool. Like, yeah, you know, when we first scrolled on an iPhone, that seemed pretty amazing, just magic. And, you know, these two amazing announcements that I want to talk about um, that hopefully you are all keeping up with and, you know, uh, starting to do some training with and all that sort of stuff, um, you know, they, they seem like magic. They're really just incredible. So let me go ahead and dive into them. There's two of them, uh, one from GitHub uh, and one from AWS. So, you know, uh, amazing things happen sometimes from, from the public cloud. and We, we expect a lot from them. So the first one is a new program, a new technology, I guess, if you will, a new capability, a feature. It's called GitHub Copilot, and what it does is it suggests uh, lines of code or entire functions within the context of your GitHub um, code space. So, but let me put it in context. This is basically, uh, and this is you know framed up and and marketed by GitHub as um, you know a an AI. uh, Let me get this exactly right. AI, your AI pair programmer. So what does that mean? Well, it means you're a developer, you're somebody writing code, maybe you're just a hobbyist, or you're a citizen developer, as they like to say, but you're a developer, you're writing some code. And as you go along, just like what happens in Gmail, or lots of other tools these days, you're writing a text message, it makes a suggestion to you, it figures out what you're doing, it makes a suggestion to you. And that suggestion may just may not just be, you know, completing a word. And hopefully, you know, when, when you want to say, um, you know, the F word, it doesn't make it duck, Um, but it's going to, it may complete your entire line of code. It's figuring out what you're doing. You're using a common, uh, you know, call out to something, a common functional thing, or in some cases, it's going to recognize what you're trying to do. And it's going to go and look at this massive, massive amount of um, open available code that uh, they did this in conjunction with uh, OpenAI, a project called Codex, so it's been looking at billions and billions of lines of, of open source code. Um, obviously, a lot of it may live on GitHub, but it could live anywhere else, and it's going to suggest that for you. And if you think about that, um, you know, from a timing perspective, I mean, if you if you were doing your regular job and parts of the way through every job that you had, it just you know the system that you were working in just kind of filled in the blanks for you. You know, so you're you're building a house and you know, you put the framing up, and all of a sudden, boom the drywall's up or the the insulation's put up or boom, the roof is up for you. Like that's how amazing this is. This is, uh, you know, pretty interesting, um, in terms of, you know, not only is it helping you to write code, um, you know, using AI, which we all know is maybe the most amazing technology ever. Um, but also, you know, it's, it's, Putting it in context, so it's not just kind of giving you random stuff. It's isn't going to be for hello world. Um, so it's got a lot of potential, and so it's got a lot of people really excited uh, because the idea of you know having somebody there with you who's an expert to help you with your coding should make you. Hopefully a better coder, write better applications, hopefully make you more efficient. You're spending less time typing things, and and things can just kind of fill in the blank. And granted, we've had tools before that made recommendations for you and suggestions, but there's a lot of people very, very excited about this one. Now, there's a few aspects of this that maybe we're not 100% sure of yet, but you know what? It's brand new. It's brand new, and you're not exactly sure... If you should go whole hog, jump into this thing a hundred percent or, you know, kind of, you know, wade in, put your toes in the water, kind of wading up to your knees. Um, But the nice thing about it is it has potential. Now, there may be some issues. Uh, it's not clear um, whether or not the code that they recommend to you uh, will be coming from the exact same license. So, especially if you're using a, an open source license, is this uh, you know is this a permissive permissive license? Is GPL? Is this MIT? Is this AGPL? Is this you know are we going to have licensing conflicts in there? Will it resolve those? That's kind of unsure at this point. <clears throat> is the code going to be secure? Right? Do we know if the code that they're giving us is going to have a bunch of bugs. Is going to have a bunch of security faults or has it all been updated? We don't know that yet. Right. Um, you know, the next kind of question that we ask is, um, you know, is this going to allow us to get great applications out of mediocre coders? Right. I mean, if you're a 10 X coder, are you excited about this? Um, you know, and, I think, I would think, uh, since the world is not filled with 10X coders, although if you read Twitter, uh, it is, uh, but, you know, in general, most companies aren't employing 10X coders. Maybe this is going to help. This is going to, you know, every company is a software company, as we've been told, and and this should allow more and more people who are even just average coders, beginner coders, to start cranking out more and more code, hopefully good code uh, in the right context. And, you know, it, it does begin to ask some other questions. You know, even for a 10X coder, is this going to write the tests for me? Because I I don't really like writing tests. Is it going to write the docs for me? Because I don't really like writing docs, right? So, you know, for both the the 1X coder and the 10X coder, there's still a lot of open questions. But again, people are really excited about this. People are really excited about this idea that, you know, within the GitHub ecosystem, which is where everybody sort of lives these days, your tools are based around that. um, You know, this is going to do some pretty amazing stuff. Now, the open questions that this sort of asks is a couple of things, Right. Can you bootstrap an entire company on top of this, right? I mean, we've seen lots of scenarios in which, you know, there's a business idea, there's a napkin somewhere, there's a business idea, but finding those first great coders, those first great hundred coders or 50 coders or 25 coders is challenging. It's really expensive. Are we going to be able to start seeing where just business ideas can go in, uh, you know, just sort of type a few lines of unicorn code and begin to just bootstrap entire companies. Like, how powerful does this? Is it? Can this potentially be? I mean, that's a, it's an interesting thing. Will we begin to see, you know, VC firms start saying, "Hey, you know, we don't have to be so concerned about the technical part of, uh, you know, great new ideas. We just need great new ideas." And this tool with some basic code, uh, maybe there's going to be a whole sort of outsourced industry of people who can write the beginnings of stuff, and 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 this will fill in. Maybe. That's That's going to happen. Right. I mean, we've seen companies that that are building on top of data sets. We've seen, you know, friends like our our buddies uh, at Observe uh, building on top of Snowflake as a data set. So, you know, there are times in technology when some abstraction, some complicated problem just gets taken care of for you and new amazing ideas happen. Right, so that'll be really interesting to sort of watch all these things, uh, you know, be, begin to evolve. Um, you know, and I, you know, I sort of joke a little bit, but you know, this is this seems like one of these things that is so advanced and that maybe it is close to magic. Right now, let's talk about the other really huge, uh, amazing technology breakthrough that came along, um, and this was one that you know kind of came out of the blue. People really weren't expecting it, um, and for as big of an announcement as it is, to not have it announced at AWS uh, Reinvent not have it announced by the new AWS CEO is pretty amazing. This one just sort of popped out in the ether and that's AWS Infinidash. And Infinidash is really interesting I think a lot of people as they try and analyze it have gotten it wrong uh, there's a lot of folks that are you know saying this is the 18th way of building a container at AWS there's people that are saying you know this is really going to be a breakthrough in security but I think if you really dig into Infinidash and you look at it um, you look at some of the forked uh, open source code versions of it that are already out there um, I think uh, uh, code uh, I'm sorry dash is coming up here in September but if you really look at it it's it's AWS doing what they do really well, which is listening to their customers and really trying to do two things. One, listen to their customers, and two, build upon the flywheels that make AWS and Amazon really amazing. So if you if you really dig into it, if you get down to the kind of pureness of what is Infinidash, it's designed to address the one major issue that AWS really hasn't addressed in its, whatever, 15 or so years. And that's that the networking is really, really expensive, and you just never see any price reductions with networking. Now, if you think about that, I mean, there's a lot of ramifications that come along with the networking being really expensive. You know, first one is, um, you know, hybrid cloud is a real thing. AWS has fully embraced hybrid cloud. They love hybrid cloud. And internally, if you're working within your own data centers, networking is free. And we all know it's free because IT never presents a bill to the application team. So if you don't see a bill, it's free. The second thing is now that AWS loves hybrid cloud and they're going to embrace customers that want hybrid cloud, they're essentially going to want free networking because it's what they're used to. And everybody knows that if you have to ask your customers to change, especially culturally change, that's going to be really hard. And AWS loves to say, Hey, we listen to our customers. And so making networking free with Infinidash is is an amazing breakthrough. Now, here's where you start to get into the details that are really, really genius. Um, you know, Amazon has been looking for more and more ways to get your data into the cloud, right? And so they had things like snowballs and snowflakes and and other things that, you know, little things to get in there. And then one day they came along and they said, no, 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 that's way too small. We're thinking too small. We got to think bigger. And I'm sure somebody at AWS in, in sort of a genius way came along and said, what if we had a really big truck? What if instead of just having a bunch of small boxes, we had a giant truck? And the idea came to me because we're Amazon, we have giant trucks. So, you know, they came out with Snowball, or I'm sorry, came out with Snowmobile. And Snowmobile was pretty interesting. But then if you really start to think about it, we haven't heard much about Snowmobile lately. And the reason for that, and again, I don't have, I don't have 100% insider information, but I think it's a couple of things. Number one, um, it's not yet 100% electric and 100% self-driving, right? So it doesn't completely align yet with what Amazon does with their warehouses where you've got robots and full automation. So it's not completely there yet. It's still sort of a, uh, an MVP, if you will. The second piece is because um, Amazon is fully committed to, uh, you know, green environmental things. And, And so, you know, being able to be fully electric, really important. The third piece, though, I think is the real genius here of Infinidash. I think Amazon, now that we've got this crossover between Andy Jassy previously running AWS and Andy Jassy now running Amazon, he goes, hey, hold on a second. Instead of AWS using their own line of trucks, which is not reinventing the flywheel, not letting the flywheel do what it does. Us. Let's use Amazon's trucks. Amazon's trucks are out at your customers' locations, out at your businesses every single day. People are ordering stuff every single day. So instead of having one giant truck coming out and taking the equivalent of racks and racks of equipment, what we can do is every single day, we can come out to your location and we can pick up a whole bunch of USB drives. And we'll just package those up in normal Amazon packaging. We'll put them in the exact same trucks and we know we can get them there within one day. We're really good at that. Everybody's learned that everybody really loves that. And so one of the really important parts of Infinidash is that in order to enable it, you also have to have a prime account. Now you think, oh, well, that's not a big deal. Everybody's got a prime account at their house, but this is prime for business. Now, what gets really interesting about this is Infinidash, once your prime account is enabled, is enabled by default, Right. There is no learning. There is no certification. So, you know, we've seen a lot of things out on the internets, on the Twitters about um, you know, companies offering Infinidash certifications. I think that's overblown. I don't think people are gonna have to do a whole lot. This is really basically Amazon saying, We're going to make uh, networking simpler, we're going to make it faster. We're going to make it much, much lower cost, right? We're tired of hearing about people like Corey Quinn complaining that networking is the biggest problem people have. And I think they also got tired of of people complaining whenever there maybe was a a, an AZ outage in Amazon. So let's say US East went down, and you know it happens much less frequent than it used to be, um, in which they really got tired of people being like, oh man, everybody should be like Netflix. Netflix didn't go down because maybe some people were like, hey, I don't want to put stuff in another AZ. That's more expensive. I don't want to have to put it in another region. That's more expensive. This this eliminates that problem. This is Amazon and AWS listening to their customers going, we're sick and tired of you complaining that you weren't willing to follow our best practices to run stuff across multiple AZs. We're going to make networking free. We're going to address the one primitive that we just haven't done yet, and that's Infinidash. And it's amazing that, you know, you know, we're seeing this intersection between Andy Jassy formerly running AWS, I'm sure hearing about problems of people complaining about networking prices or transfer costs, or you know, there just weren't enough snowmobiles available to move their entire data center at any given point. And now that he's in charge of Amazon and who knows, Andy might've been thinking about this for the last five plus years going, maybe someday, if I ever become the CEO, this will be a thing. And now they're doing it. And it's amazing, right? It just, it got enabled by prime. As long as you have a prime account, you get all these amazing things. And again, if you really think about it, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, an, an, an Amazon or an AWS short term thinker, you might think, well, gosh, they make a lot of money on networking. Why would they want to do this? Right. And and, and that's a fair criticism, right? It's a fair concern. It's a fair question. But also, if you really think about it, you know, if they wanted to make a lot of money on compute, they never would have introduced containers. They never would have introduced Lambda. I mean, Lambda, you can now bill on a microsecond, millisecond basis, right? You can't do that with EC2, but you can do it with Lambda. And so if they really wanted to make a lot of money with Lambda or with EC2, they never would have introduced uh, Lambda, and so if you're thinking, well, they, should, they wanted to make a lot of money with networking, they never would have introduced Infinidash, but they have introduced Infinidash. And so if you really, really think about this, this is Amazon doing the amazing thing that Amazon does. They're playing the long game, right? This is all about getting everybody a prime account. Because once you have a prime account, you know, the customer satisfaction rating on a prime account is through the roof. I mean, it's it's amazing. And this just extends that out for networking. Everybody expects networking to be free. I mean, if you've ever been on an airplane, people complain that networking not free. If you've ever been with your kids in the car, they expect networking to be free. This is just Amazon listening to their customers and going, oh, you want networking to be free. You want it to be free because it's been free in your data centers for decades. Uh, you know, Forget that Cisco used to have a huge market. Yeah, but it's free. You want to be able to embrace hybrid cloud. We know that you love hybrid cloud. This is them embracing hybrid cloud so that getting to the cloud and moving applications back and forth is free. And they're not and they're listening and they're saying we don't want to hear people complaining whenever we have an outage. Let's get rid of that. It's free. If it's free, people don't complain about it. So, you know, it's really amazing. We have both an amazing technology uh, introduction with Copilot. We have an amazing way of thinking about how to leverage your ecosystem, your assets with Infinidash. And, you know, it's amazing that, you know, we just, uh, I mean, people are excited about both of these uh, equally in some cases, some more than the other, but just amazing to hear them be so excited. About these technological breakthroughs that, at some level, really are just magic, and so it's going to be fun to watch the next couple of years come along. I think, you know, um, you know, once new breakthroughs that are really magic come through, uh, we start to see a whole nother level, right? We've we've taken care of that bottom layer. We've introduced a whole new abstraction that's magic. Um, this is really going to move this to the next level. So excited about both of these things. Excited about the college NIL. You know, people can, um, you know, now invite college kids to come out to a barbecue. They can, uh, you know, hit them up on Cameo. This is, you know, so just the amazing things that happened this last week, um, kicking off the second half of 2021. Amazing, amazing stuff. Um, if you're hearing about other amazing things going on in technology, let us know. We'd love to cover them here on the Cloudcast. We'd love to cover them, especially if they're in the cloud. Uh, But hopefully, um, you know, you're excited about these things. Hopefully, uh, you realized about five minutes in that this Infinidash thing doesn't really exist. And it's sort of a hoax, but we thought we'd have some fun with it since it's floating around the internet. It's getting its 15 minutes of fame. But the possibilities of Infinidash are infinite. And that's the real beauty of all this. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Glad everybody uh, enjoys the Sunday uh, Perspective shows. I've seen a uh, big uptick on those. I've seen, uh, you know, folks listening in. So we appreciate everybody telling a friend about the show, telling a friend about uh, about the Cloudcast, telling a friend about Cloudcast Basic. We saw a big uptick in Cloudcast Basic listen this last uh, few weeks. And hopefully that's folks... Uh, you know, diving in and and wanting to learn some new things or they're telling their friends. We have not yet got to the Infinidash or co-pilot sessions of those yet. Those will probably come soon. But, uh, you know, stick with us. We'll try and get some new stuff out. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks to everybody for listening. And we'll talk to you next week.
0: Thank you for listening to The Cloudcast. Please visit thecloudcast.net to find more shows, show notes, videos, and everything social media.